am Sarah. And I love baby goats. And I'm Katrina Joe, and I love pizza. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> and we're the feds. And you're listening to Fed Work. Hey guys, welcome back to Fed Work. This is Katrina Joe. And Sarah. And we have a guest today on the show with us, AD. What up, what up? Hey, welcome to FedWork. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, of course. Welcome. How's everything? Everything is going grand. Yeah? Yeah. How's your day? <laughs> Delightful. Good. We've been laughing this whole time since yeah, she's have. been here. Yes, it's been a good so time. So got all serious right now, but it's... Right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Skip professional, yes. guys. <laughs> Yes. Well, um, can you give us a little background on yourself, where you're from, all that, all that yeah, jazz? Yeah. So uh, a little bit of background about me, um, just a little bit about me first, is uh, I was, I'm originally from the East Coast, like Brooklyn, but I've been in LA most of my life. Um, I have a business background. I went to school for business. I've been in corporate America for majority of my life right now. I played college basketball. I've yes. done some really cool things and then recently kind of tapped into like the entertainment world, which was a new world for me. Um, and I was on this um, show, really ratchet TV show, really uh, number one <laughs> TV show, really. <laughs> it was just crazy. And then also, um, I'm an entrepreneur, and so I own a couple businesses. I'm tapping into real estate now. I'm really excited, nice. like, really excited about the things that are going to happen, but there's nice. a lot to me, so. Bomb. Um, and what show were you on? Oh, man. <laughs> I guess. Oh, Can we right. let our people know? Come on. Everybody knows what show I was on. Yes, <laughs> if not, yes. they still talk about it. But anyways, um, I was on Love & Hip Hop Hollywood. Okay, and how was that experience for you? Um, it was an experience. Um, <laughs> I think um, my first season, I would say I was very nervous because I didn't have, I, I come from a business background, I'm in corporate America, and now I'm in front of cameras talking right. and act natural, right? Yeah. But it's like, it's such an interesting thing because acting natural is like, you still have to be intentional because now millions of people are gonna hear what you have to say. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of uncomfortable to kind of act natural or be yourself because um, you see time and time again someone says something and they get like crucified in social media or um, you, it's hard to take what you said back and right. you're apologizing and, and then your character, you're like, that's not really me. And so um, I think that was probably the hardest is getting into these scenes and being as natural as possible. Like, what would I really say? Um, but other than that, like uh, the, the drama was something I wasn't familiar with. Got it. A couple okay. of my scenes, I got drinks thrown on me. I'm really- Is that all, okay, is that planned okay. or is that just in the moment? Okay, so my second scene was so scary, right? <laughs> so, and I'm, I'm a crazy sneakerhead, so I'm th I'm like, I'm about to be so fly. Right. Cause I just care about how I look. You know, I'm like, right. I wanna be so good. I wanna be dragged on social media. I'm like, my hair yes. is good. I'm gonna fly the sneakers on. I barely take them out the box, right? Cause we're right. not doing anything but walking on set yeah. and I'm, we're gonna stand there and yeah. we're gonna be positioned. And so I don't really know how this works. So I'm, oh, I'm gonna shoot with um, the girl I'm dating at the time, one of her friends. We're just gonna talk. They're like, oh, you're just gonna talk. I'm like, all right, cool. So we have like, um, we're having drinks. At, they give us drinks and I'm like, oh yeah. So there's like a bar right here and like a divider. And so we're all just talking, we're lollygagging, da, 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 and the scene's going on. You kind of forget the cameras are there now at right. this point. And then all of a sudden, these three girls come stomping in, do, 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 and they switching in. I'm like, okay, who this are, first of all, I don't know who you guys are. You had no idea. No, you don't know these girls are showing up. So we're just thinking like, we're having like a good time. We're, they're having us doing like some fake karaoke thing. Right. And like, we're, I mean, I'm, I'm in drinking. I'm like, right. this is great. Oh, yeah. this is it? This is all I gotta do? Just yeah. be cool, be cute. All of a sudden these girls walk in, do, 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 do. And they're like, put the purse down, put the drink down. And they're like, I got to blip, 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 And then all this stuff. And then one of the guys, he start going. And then a purse flies. And then a drink flies. And I'm like, oh, my, my shoes. shoes. <laughs> I like my shoes. I was like, I don't know who you three are, but like, everybody. 
fighting and she's like, who are you? I was like, who are you? Like, right. Like, I don't know you, you don't know me, but they were fighting with them. But I just back up yeah. and all of a sudden I see a drink that's left on the bar and I go running at it like, no. And I steal it off the bar. So the girl couldn't grab it and throw it. Right. And then one of the producers calls me like that next day because they, they're doing the editing and they're like, thank you for grabbing the drink off. They saw me like, yes, <laughs> I was like, no, yes. no, no, you guys are nuts. Oh my goodness. But you know, the thing, they it. put it, they make it so intense. Got like, it. You don't know somebody's going to show up. And so you're going to, they want they natural, do. real emotions. They know okay. they're showing up for yeah. this that scene. Right. So they're coming in with a mission. Right. Um, so you get blind. But it's not scripted where you have to say certain things or like uh, it really is natural reactions and it is, dialogue. You're obviously you're being set up for that scene. Got it. So yeah. it's not scripted, but it's like you're given um, and we call it beats in the in the TV world. But it's like you're given a, a topics that we need to we need to talk about because this has to be fluid with the next scene. Right. Or this has to do something with the past scene. And so you have to download and do things. You're really talking, though. You yeah. you are in control. Yeah. They may want something out of you and they'll push you, push you, push you. Like, I want you to say it because I feel like when you say this, it's going to get that person to like. And right. you can choose not to go there. Um, and the ones that go for it, <laughs> they are really going for it, you know? And you're like, oh, wow. Like, they're, they're not acting, by the way. They're like really going for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, and, and you really are responsible for how you show up on TV. Yeah. 100% like responsible for that. Yeah. Well, because if you do something, you don't get to decide if it's on the editing floor or not. Oh, no. So, like, you they have spin to, it. You, yeah, you right. have to literally say, like, this is what I, and you can't go off, off of your own personal mm -mm. script. No. Yeah. It's tough. It's, that's what I said. Like, it's tough because there's real things happening. Like, obviously, I shot a lot of scenes with my, my ex or my girlfriend at the time, and those are real emotions that they were bringing out of us <clears throat> and that uh, we were talking about. It might have not been present emotions, but they were emotions that at some point me or her shared with the producers right. and we were, they felt like this was good enough to cover. And so when they decide to cover it, you're just, you're bringing up some like, it happened like months ago and you're just like, no, and it's like all over again, you're reliving. And then you got to relive it again on TV. Right. So it's like, it's right. a never ending story. And then social media gets a hold of it and they have an opinion. And so I think that's probably been the hardest part is like having to relive really tough moments three or four times. And then yeah. guess what? When Love and Hip Hop is going to air the new season, they play the past season. So <laughs> you relive it again, all over again. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. And you just mentioned too, like social media pay playing a part in it. Like how was yeah. it? I mean, obviously you said dealing with emotions on the show, but then, yeah. I mean, were you getting trolled or people, you know, talking shit? Like how was it handling that? And even well, I'm going like to be honest. Let's be honest first. You know, health. they were coming to me wanting to hook up with me. They loved when they heard that uh, me and her were not together. So I was getting like girls on girls <laughs> on girls. Like, what's up, AD? You're cute. I, they're like, I'm married, but I would love to try you. Stop. I mean, my DMs were like ridiculous. And I was like, oh, this isn't that bad. You know, this is, right. this is I was like, this isn't that bad, right. you know? Right. But, exactly. but on the other side of it, when something would happen and there was a scene that would um, deal with me and her and potentially the baby or the baby daddy, right? Um, those scenes were really heavy. And so people are attached to one of us. Okay. And so if, for example, if the baby daddy is somebody that they, they saw grow up and they're attached to him and I said something to him that made it emotional, they may come after me and be like, that's, uh, that's, I love him. Don't be talking about him and da 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 da, you know? And yeah, so it yeah. just depends. Like I get people from her page. I mean, she got over a million. So if she says something, they believe that has to be the truth, right, you right. know? And so they'll come to me and I can't 
believe you would da 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 da. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, yeah. you don't know me. Where's your baby daddy? Where's your. I, some, I was, Are you I would, in a relationship? I would ignore. Right. I would ignore some of them, but some of them I'd have to. I would just go. And they're like, oh, you're mean. I'm like, hold on. How am I mean? Like, you just came to my page yeah. and said some really reckless things. Right. And when I say something back, you're mean. Da 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 da. It's like, and then I'm like, and then I just get to the point, block, block, block. And, and you know, I'll delete some of them. Some of them I leave them on there because, I don't know, again, it's like, how much does this matter? Right. Yeah, yeah. How much energy are you going to put into that it, yeah. versus just kind of blowing it off? I feel it's like lot, for though. those that are like really in social media heavily that are constantly in an up and down kind of thing, I, I don't know. It's it's a tough thing. I thought yeah. I could block it all. And I thought I was completely ready. But for, for you, I meant, mentioned mental health. Yeah. And I think that it does mess with you somewhat. But I think I, what I'm grateful about is I went into this world at a different mindset in a different age. Mm. Now, if I was a younger version of myself, I, I probably would be a wreck. Yeah. Right. But because right. I'm, I'm comfortable with who I am, I'm, I'm successful in my life right now, there's not much people can say about me that I'm going to be like, oh, maybe I need to rethink my whole life. Like, <laughs> what was I thinking? Right. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Some of my life lessons, I mean, dating a certain someone could have, you know, maybe, I, maybe the way that it went about, like, could I have done things differently? Um, I always think about those moments, um, yeah. but I don't regret any of it because I feel like it was all a path or some point part of it that was supposed to happen. Yeah, because it got you to this yeah, point. Yeah, it got me to yeah. here, and yeah. like it opened me up, and it, yeah, it was it was a rough ride, but I'm here. And Dude, I how think many seasons were you on the show? Two seasons. I was on uh, four and five. Okay, nice. Yeah. Okay, and I mean, we always talk about on the show about how like dating is hard in LA in general. Yes. So, I mean, obviously you were dating in LA, but did the show make it even harder for you? Is it harder for you now? How Nobody that... wants to love me. <laughs> how is that? You Nobody love... wants to date me because of her. <laughs> like, Stop. No, Stop. I'm gonna be honest. Like, it's tough. Like, um, okay, we we were broke up and got back together a lot, a lot of times. Everybody, mm -hmm. that's public knowledge. Everybody knows that, right? The show portrays something that you're not sure where we're at. Are Got we it. broken up? Mm. We're not, right? And so me dating during off, off seasons or even during seasons was very scary for me because I felt like I couldn't trust if this woman was coming for me because she hated her. Did she want to uh. be on the show? Um, did she want, did she trying to use me? Right. Um, and Got so it. I would be so confused. And so I kind of stayed away from, I, I talked to a couple of um, women um, in between, but I couldn't attach myself and then being attached to her still, even if we weren't in a relationship, it was still an emotional thing that we were both going through on social media. The show was airing. I don't, it takes a strong person to put up with the things that is yeah, going on. Absolutely. And when she finds out I'm dating someone, she, there's no breaks, all gas. And so I don't know how many women are willing to be subjected to that. Yeah. And I don't even feel comfortable to, like putting someone into right. that setting. You right. Know? That's um, the girl I was recently dating, she said that she was a homewrecker and that's so weird. Like we're not together, but she feels like she could have like figured out how to get back to me Got and, it. and accepting yeah. it. So that's kind of like, it's been tough. And again, I'm always like questioning what the motive is behind now. Like I'm, I'm a little tainted. Ugh. But I think that that makes sense, right? Because anytime that you're in a public position, you're in in front of the cameras, you're doing all these things, you have a different kind of life now than you had yeah. before. Right. You, you're always gonna wonder, what's the purpose? Why are you here? Is it really me? Is it fame? Is it, are you, yeah. trying, are you trying to get trolled on Instagram to get followers? Uh -huh. You know, like you never know what the purpose is. Uh -huh. And that makes it, yeah, that would make it really hard. And I hate, and one thing too is like, <clears throat> at first I don't think, I don't, I don't know, I, actually I don't know if this is true, but I try to get people to benefit out. When I say I'm AD or whatever, I, 
I don't know if they like they don't connect the show at all. Maybe they don't watch the show, right? right. And I think at some point, maybe some people I've met don't. Right. When they go to Google, and you Google me, everything pops up, and then it's like the topic or conversation, and then I feel like I have to explain myself a lot. Yeah. Mm. Like and the same thing you're doing over all and over day again. long, you right? Have to well, how did you date a girl like that, or how did this? How did this show go in? And like I'm, you know, if you you date men. And you don't have to talk about the previous one if you don't want to. You don't have to talk about the fourth one down the line because you can just start at this. I literally, I can't. Right. They yeah. always want to ask me, <clears throat> one, if what's experience with this, 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 and then about her. Mm -hmm. It just naturally happens, especially when they start to go to social media and they go to the Google and they go to these different things. And I'm just, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I kind of yeah. want it to be like, I can start here. Yes, this was a time in my life that happened. It just like any relationship happens. Can I grow out of it? Can I yeah. move right. forward, guys? Right. Can I just yeah. be pushed out of it? And um, strategically not doing this season in, in season six, um, I was asked. And then I went to my lawyer, too, and I wanted a release. Um, and not because the show is bad or anything like that. I just didn't, like, what was I going to, what part was I going to play, too? Like, I wasn't with her anymore. I don't know. I just, I, it, a lot of things went do you on. think if the show was like still gonna serve you if you were gonna go back on the show? Uh, or do you I think you like outgrew it? I think that it was never anything that I felt was permanent for me. Anyways, I felt like I was on there to with her. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. even though I was an actual castmate, I had a real contract, had all that stuff. I just don't think like what would that look like? Ad on Love and Hip Hop, like a new relationship, like am I an entrepreneur? What <clears throat> what Love and Hip Hop? If you watch it. It's not really about that, right? It's about a relationship and as much drama as they can build around the relationship that's entertaining. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that's what they want. They, yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. And so if I'm not rapping or singing, <laughs> you know, I'm not cutting tracks. I mean, right. and then I'm not dating her. And or if I would attach myself to somebody else would have been real. And, you know, whatever, right. just kind of. And am I just passing time? Yeah. You know, I could yeah. be doing something else and, and, you know, moving on. And so I don't know. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So with your entrepreneur stuff that you have going on, was that before the show? Was that like a spinoff from Love & Hip Hop or how did you get into that? So um, I come from corporate America. I have 12 years, um, a pretty high in a Fortune 100 company. Um, I, before I got on Love & Hip Hop, I started, I had a partner came to me and he was like, I got money. I don't know much about sneakers, but I know you're a crazy mm, sneakerhead. Yes, you and, are. Yeah, mm -hmm. And he was like, I have a place uh, and it was in Rancho Cucamonga he was like they're building these new buildings where they have like uh, townhomes and they have um, fronts storefronts he was like I think we should get a sneaker shop down there we can make it whatever and I'm like alright well let's do it like I love sneakers like this could be it so yeah. I opened a sneaker shop and this is before 11 hip hop and so that was kind of my kickoff of like starting to become an entrepreneur and the interesting thing is like <laughs> everybody thinks that they can do this and I'm, I'm telling you, I have a crazy business background. Like, I can build, like, I've helped this company grow. If you put something in front of me, it's been exceptional. But when you step outside of the walls and you step outside of the, the safety nets and all the things they've set up for you to be successful and you don't even realize, and you step into this other world, um, you just don't realize how much it takes. And I'm talking about from right. paperwork to how to set up the inside of that, marketing, branding, um, how do you buy your products? How do you sell the products? I mean, the register. Like, it was just yeah. like... Every little thing. Oh, it's my like God. You a white canvas and you had to make a painting. Completely. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was a blank canvas. I mean, how we had, we had to build a wall set up so we had to figure out what... I mean, even the glass on the door, like, what... 
what was it going to say? Like, yeah. I mean, it was so much details. The paperwork was probably one of the hardest things to learn. Um, make sure you get the taxes right and all that stuff, the LLCs, trademarks. And I mean, it was uh, so many things. And another thing is when you go into business with someone that is not familiar with sneakers or any kind mm -hmm. of product, that can also be a challenge, right? They may have the money to front, but that could be a challenge when two people, and I'm working a full-time job, so I can't be there, right? right? And can we sell products that way, right. right? Is there some training that needed to happen or something that I, I should have I overlooked? Um, and so I decided that before the show came on, and it wasn't, it wasn't that this business couldn't have been successful. I just felt like I didn't have enough time, and I was going to go into the show. I was working a full-time job mm -hmm. um, to dedicate enough time to make this huge, and I felt like... I was selling these sweatshirts and stuff that would say Dig the Kicks. And this is my brand. And so I pretty much put my brand in this sneaker shop and he just funded, you know, like uh. a business, you know. So it was me. And I, these sweatshirts were like easy, popular, right? And I was like, wait, why do I have a storefront? Like, think about this. Like, why am I paying rent for something when you could do everything online? Right. And so I was like, even if I sell sneakers online, I'll make more money, right? I don't have to pay anybody. I don't have to worry about him. Oh, I don't have to worry about the cash register. I don't have to worry about the right. signage, the what, how the traffic is moving. It just was different. And um, so I decided to go online. And I think it was strategic because one thing is when this show popped off, marketing and branding on any kind of TV show like this is ridiculous, right? Mm -hmm. And so I knew that it could be big. The sneaker shop wasn't ready. Right. Was it really ready? And I had right. to make a quick, fast move so I can be in control of what's happening. So I started Dig the Kicks online and I made it a genderless apparel line. Amazing. And yes. and genderless obviously because it speaks to who I am and um, I don't I feel like anybody can wear sweatsuits and it doesn't have to be girl boy and so when people hit me I'm like yo what would you normally put <laughs> size small medium what are right. you like it don't yeah. it doesn't matter like it depends like I had tights I had leggings and I, at the time men are wearing leggings underneath the basketball shorts so it doesn't right. matter like crop tops you I mean yeah. men are showing the abs now like they, I mean they're wearing full on onesies yeah. what right. are the men's wearing remember yes. yes, the time they were wearing those like uh, what are those girl things. Unitards? No, I remember the guys for a while were wearing... Onesies? <laughs> yeah, like that. What, what do you girl call it? Onesies. There's another... Not onesies, the, the girl and it snaps right here and it's like... Bodysuits. Kind of. Yeah, bodysuit. Body body he a knows. Leotard? A unitard? A leotard? Rompers. Yeah, the rompers! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, rompers. Yes, the guy with the ponytail. <laughs> right. <laughs> the rompers. The you know, rompers. so yeah. at this time, like, everybody is just kind of, like, in every avenue. So yeah. I'm like, genuine apparel makes the most sense. And so I've had this brand since 2016. Um, and again, it's been a, a, a learning experience. Like, learning how to function online is different. Yeah. Learning how to run a website is different. And so I've, from the, like, everything by myself. And now I'm at the point where, I, like, I bought a heat press and a, um, a, a cutter. And I want to do stuff. Like, I'm trying to learn all areas of the yeah. business. Um, so I'm constantly just like learning and growing on that. how to do things. I always like to save money. That's the real deal. Like I really, Frugal. I am. And <laughs> because when you own yeah. your own business, you're building it yourself. That bro, you when you own your own business, that's probably one of the hardest things is like figuring out where can you save money at without cutting corners, especially on quality. And I think mm -hmm. that's huge. Mm -hmm. So it just, it's been a um, process. And then not only online business now, I have now stepped into the real estate world, which I'm super excited about. That right there is, I'm passionate about, I'm passionate about making money. Yeah. So I think whether I'm selling a hoodie, I'm selling a house, I'm selling water, I wouldn't, I just want to be successful and I'll be great at it. And so I'll figure out a way to make sure that I'm good. And so I was able to buy a duplex in South Central. 
and I bought this duplex and I became a property manager, by the way, guys. So I now had to learn how to be a property manager. Yes. So I've like literally taken on these different hats and, yeah, and different stuff. So it's kind of cool. Like, and now um, I'm actually doing my real estate license because why, why not? I mean, why not? Would I pay somebody else to do? That's 3%, by the way, your, whatever that your realtor wants, you know? Mm-hmm. Pause. Oh, we're back. We're back. That was weird. So just, right. I think it, it being from being smart when you're an entrepreneur, anything you do, figure out the craft and learn as much as you can because yeah. you can be taken advantage of. And I've been taken advantage of even with Dig the Kicks, um, with like some product stuff and just different things. I didn't understand how it worked, right. and I lost uh, lots of money over that, and it put it set me back. But I think that's why it's important. Like even with the real estate now, I'm, I'm trying to get my real estate license. I'm almost at the end of that. Just a lot of different things. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that you're literally learning like, you know, everything on your own and running everything by yourself. Like that is so dope. Yeah. Boss moves. It's a lot of work. Out of everything that you do, what's your favorite? What feeds your soul the most? Uh, Damn. I think what is going to feed my soul after I learn everything, because I think the end goal for me is really isn't about just being a business owner, because even if you're an entrepreneur, you still don't own yourself, right? Some, somebody still owns you. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of want to be at the point where I have a team that is out there doing the things, right? So I'm trying to get to real estate, right, one. And then the second thing is going to be I want to do business consulting and I want to do motivational speaking. Mm -hmm. And I think, Mm -hmm. so I think with all the things that I'm doing right now are kind of like stepping stones for me to learn so much and for me to step out and build a team where we're we're teaching this. Yes. And to me, I think that's where I'm going to be the most comfortable, right? So now I'm, I'm the teacher and I'm not, you know, I'm the one putting it out there for people to do the steps and I no longer have to do the steps. It's a lot of work. Because that's what you know now, you know, when you get to a certain point where it's, you know it so you can teach it. Yeah. You're not still learning it, you're teaching it. That's a whole nother level of, of success and comfort. You know, at a certain point you're not, you're not worrying. You're kind of like, all right, well. Let's share. Yeah, exactly. And so I think I'm not there where you said where my heart is at. I don't think I'm there. I think I'm in the process of still getting there. But the end goal is to get to that level where I'm making money at home. I'm I'm booking my vacations. It's not because of some corporate jobs that I can go on vacation. Right. So now I have so much freedom. Um, My family's taken care of every it's just this financial freedom, but it's not going to I'm not going to feel happy until I'm in front of people teaching others how to do it. I love it. That's I feel like that's the purpose for me. I love it. I know, because another part of a Fed work that we like to emphasize is the Fed feed empowerment daily. Got it. So I feel like that would be, you know, how you would feed empowerment to other people. Absolutely. As well as you feeling empowered yourself. So that's really dope. Yeah. I love that. Thanks. Um, we actually met, I don't know if you know this, but we met on a panel. We did. We were on a panel together, and I love that you say motivational speaking because you were dropping some bars yeah. <laughs> that whole day. Um, so I want you to share, um, like, what is your biggest takeaway today from everything to this date that you've been through? Mm-hmm. Like, what is something that you want to share, like, you know, a tip you want to share with people? Man, all right, so many, but let me <laughs> let me think of some really... Yes, I, I, think yes. what's, I think we create circumstance or roadblocks for ourselves and I come from zero money like I'm talking about to the point where me and my mom and my sister had to share food right and so we decide for ourselves how you want to be in this world you you can literally choose that no one can choose that for you so either you take the road it might be really really hard whatever it is but you'll get to a certain place I think what I've learned the most is that I could have chose the streets 
or I could have chose corporate America, right? And choosing the corporate America road, and I mean, when I say choosing this, I started off at the bottom of this company, and but I knew that it was, I knew that it would pay off. And if I chose the streets, I knew what that would end up as. And yes, it's fast money and it seems cool. You'll get a lot of friends and all these people are attached. The corporate America route, yes, it's lonely. It may take some sweat and tears, but we get to choose for ourselves. And so at the end of the day, when we go to lay our head on pillows, what did you choose? Yeah. And what did we allow to hold us back? Mm -hmm. And so when I'm telling you that I'm going to be a realtor, I'm going to be a millionaire, I'm going to do this, is because that's actually all going to be something I choose for myself. Right. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Yeah. And so I feel like people sit in a situation or a circumstance and use that as a crutch or they're, they have excuses after excuses and there should be zero excuses because if there's a will, there's going to always be a way. Absolutely. 100%. And we got to get out of our heads and allow fear because fear is not real. We know that. And we got to just push. And every day has to be something that you're doing to work towards who you want to become. And it really starts with you. I think if you can't get up every morning and just eat breakfast, you're not really ready, mm. right? You're not really, if you can't just do the things for yourself, if you stay in toxic relationships for too long, if you, you we need to just start with you, right? And once we start with that, and then we can move on to the different things. But if you can't even take care of yourself, like making money, shouldn't even, that should be the last thing on your mind. Yeah, starting with the basics, it should always be first kind of thing. Yeah, and so I think it's intentional. I think what you do is very important. And I, my story is crazy. Like, I mean, it's not enough time for it, but where I've, I've been and where I'm going and how I'm going to get to the next road, like, I tell you this, my mom is looking like, she's so proud because she's yeah. like, I remember going to her and saying, Mom, I'm going to apply for this position where I have to talk to humans. And she's like, oh, no, baby, don't. You're not really, you're not really good at communicating. You're so shy. And I'm like, am I? Like, you know, like, yeah. Like, what? Huh? That's yeah. what's so crazy. And I'm, I, but I literally taught myself how to be a leader. So you self -help. were, you grew up you shy. I was, I didn't talk. I was, I wasn't, no I didn't talk. I was like a You're really like shy. People yeah, and, and that's because I've like, I've come into myself. It was so important that, but I, I didn't allow other people to tell me who I was going to be. Mm -hmm. And that happens time and time again until you know who you are. Right. Right. And so I read books, like crazy leadership books. I read communication books. I would um, have somebody videotape me talking and it was so ridiculous. I mean, you would... That's probably one of the best things if you ever want to be a public speaker. Ooh, have know. somebody videotape you. Where are those tapes? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't have no idea. Do you play they were on that. They were on those, you know those other, like those old school VHS. recorders, the little round ones? Like, yeah, you're like, this is probably some USB cord. Like, yeah. it's gone. Yeah. But yeah, they were so horrible. Funny. I was so awkward and stiff and like my neck. You see your hand going in here and I'm like stuttering, like, <laughs> so goofy shit. But I worked at it yeah. because I knew where I, I knew where I was lacking and I think if you know where you're lacking and you just go at it no one can tell you anything like mm. you can't tell if I didn't tell you that I had a problem with public speaking you would never know I have a problem no. with public speaking Absolutely never not. No. I would have never assumed that that's never. crazy how long did it take you I had to like, psych myself on, out on work like working on that skill years and I honestly corporate America helped me with that because in order for me to progress through the company I had to stand in front of people I had yeah, people yeah. had to believe me right and associates had to believe me and if I didn't believe myself people are calling bullshit immediately, yeah, right? Yeah. No one's gonna believe you. So I, I learned that when you speak your truth and you are speaking from a place, I didn't try to script it. I just, I go up there, what did I believe in? And I would, mm -hmm. I would always hang my hat on what I believe in and right. I would go there and everybody's like, oh man, you make it believable. Right. Even if sometimes Relatable. I don't believe this crap that corporate America stuffs down your throat, yeah. it doesn't matter. 
I still got to deliver the message. And so over time, I just worked on the craft. It probably, man, since 06 to what I feel like I was most comfortable, probably about 2010. And I worked and worked yeah. and I wanted to be a manager. I wanted to manage people. And the purpose that I wanted to manage people were, were for people like me that can get opportunities because I could see something yeah. that's somebody that's been here for so long can't see. Yeah. And so I knew I could see the potential. I could see the talent. I can hear this young man that's struggling and he didn't have a lot of um, uh, mentors and he didn't, he struggled in communication. Hey, I know how to get you to become the best communicator, but right. I'm gonna tell you this, it's not gonna be easy. So right. what do you wanna do? You wanna, you wanna go this way, you wanna go that way, yeah. but it is going to be hard. And if you give up, then yeah, you won't get it. Right. But I did it and no one believes that I had to go through that much stuff because right. yeah, maybe now it seems a little, it looks easy, but it's a behavior. It's something you actually have to train yourself to do. Right. When I have to go, even with you guys, it's like I psych myself out too. And I said, well, just speak from your heart. Like, how could you fail? Right. You yeah, can't. Absolutely. How could you fail? Like mm-hmm. really, like I think we all want to get it right. And we want to say the right things. Yeah, of course. Or we don't want to say the wrong thing and right. we overthink it. And that's yeah. why I was telling you a little bit about the TV thing, which was scary for me because I was so afraid I was going to say something that I could, what did I just do? You know, because I can be very uncensored and I can have no filter, Right. but I'm putting this out to the world. Right. So who are you, who's showing up right now? And that, yeah. that could be a little bit scary. For sure. And I love that you talk about, you know, working on yourself first. You literally did that on your own, like with your public speaking yeah. and like with everything you literally built yourself and took care of yourself first to get yourself to the next level. So yeah. like, what you're speaking, you are living your truth, so. Absolutely, yeah. and that, you have to start with you. I can go back to these leadership books now and I'm looking at I'm like, damn, like, I remember when I read this and what it meant right. to me, and yeah. it means something completely different now. Yeah, what's and one it, of your favorite ones? Uh, leadership books? Yeah. Um, what's his name, John C. Maxwell. He has one of the, uh, How to Become a Leader. Mm. That was one of my favorite, favorite books. Okay. And it has so many good, I mean, he's, he's amazing anyway, John C. Maxwell, he's like, one of the best leadership teachers out there. I mean, he has like workbooks and he has different things, but he, I can listen to him all day and it'll, something new will come out of it Yeah. every single time. Even because if you've he, heard it before. Because he yeah. goes, he goes back to a basic place. He doesn't say like, you need to have this crazy degree and or you need to, you know, do all these X, Y, like, it's not that it's, it's going back to the basics of things. And I think that's, what's relatable the most. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to get that. I was just yeah. gonna say. Yeah. To Add it to the book club. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. starting a book club. Yeah, oh, dope. I just started reading books. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Absolutely. reading Unlearned right now. So, wait, John C. C. Maxwell. Maxwell. Write this down, you guys. Yeah. Yes. It's at least a, it's a beginner book for those that are trying to get into leadership. I think yeah. it's a really good. You can go back to it now. I mean, I have it. Like, I have a ton of books that I've read. I have. I still have them. Like, I, I keep stare all, them all I the keep time. Them yeah. Too. Yeah. I, and all of them are like self-help leadership and, yeah. and they're just sitting there and I just look at them every once in a while. I'm just like, look at that. How to become a greater, <laughs> a great presenter. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. where you place your hands, like different things. And I noticed that like when I have a paper in front of me, I'm horrible because I rely on the paper. Right. And so if you're not prepared, th- this becomes the crutch. Right. And right. You're, yeah. you lose your train of thought. Boom. Um, or if I have a paper, I don't put much on it. I'll put like five things and it'll be mm. five things that I really, really want to say. You want to make sure you don't forget. Or I, it lines me up to how I'm going to speech. Like but how then my you speech, still just speak from how you I, and yeah. your, yeah. Because when you're writing out like a whole thing, it becomes like scripted. Yeah, this, this doesn't seem I'm right. Keep we that started, mind. I mean, we, yeah. when, so when we started this, I had never been in front of a camera like this. Right. I didn't do, like, I know that you had done public speaking courses. I had never. I was that girl that was terrified to get in front of a class face turned bright red like a tomato yeah. like 
tears. Like I, just, I couldn't. I even tried that thing from um, J Lo's movie where you like hold a paperclip in your hand. Yep. I've tried everything, and so we we thought maybe having like an outline would help me. And so we did it for a couple episodes. We you never used it. I, I never. Did. I can't. And it helped me, though, get used to it. And then we got rid of the paper, and it's felt a lot more natural since then. But there, you know, you have to figure out for you the, those steps and what you need to, to kind of get there. I yeah. Think. So, you know, from going from having the paper full of everything to five things was a way that you could figure that Do out you for know you. What, this is how I look at it. Do you know what you're going to talk about? Are you the most knowledgeable person with whatever you're going to talk about. Do I know what you're going to talk about? No, mm-hmm. right? But do they know what you're going to talk about? No. Yeah. So if you mess up, just go with it. Right. Just go with it. Yeah. Except for you. And right. so if if it is the case, like if I'm teaching something, I'm the one that has the knowledge, right? I'm yeah. the one that has to teach it. They have no clue. They only going to know when I mess up is when I they see me. They see on your face like, or something. I just messed yeah. up. Either you keep going or not, but right. you're the one with the information. So right. Whatever you ask me, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what you know whatever it is that you're asking me. And if you yeah. forget something, you forget something. Yeah, but right. no one knows you forgot it except right. for you. Yeah, that's very true. And so, as the more you practice that, like I'm the most knowledgeable person in the room. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that has the information. They're here to hear. It Absolutely, yeah. keeping that in mind for sure. Yeah, I won't yes. know anything that's See, going I'm on. I'm just at the bar. All the gems. these gems. Yeah, public speaking <laughs> is probably one of the hardest things. I think it is. I mean, I did. You it's know, scary. Yeah, I did three years of. Toastmasters and interviews and all that, and every single time I still get nervous. What do you think is the most scariest thing of it? Honestly, what do you think that is the actual scariest thing of getting in front of people? I don't know. I like for I me. I know for me. I don't, I can't like pinpoint one thing. Like I just know that I'd rather dance in front of like eighty thousand people than speak in front of five. I like that. I'd rather play basketball all day. Yeah. But what? But my, mine is. I think. I have I have issues with I know in my head exactly what I want to say and I have trouble transitioning from here to here without creating my own words or she has a Sarah uh, dictionary yeah like something I'll just roll with it and it'll be like a completely made up word but I know in my head what it means so I have, <laughs> I have issues sometimes like getting it from here out here Got um, it. and so when I'm in front of a lot more people that's when I'm like Erp. you know instead of just kind of with my friends just you know, I don't mind sounding stupid because I'm like, oh, well, whatever. Well, yeah, Pick that, it up that later. That's what I was going to say. The fear really comes from what they're going to think about you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you remove that fear of what they're going to think about you and you don't even worry about what, because everything you say is not for everybody that's right. in, the, in the audience. Yeah. And I think if you realize that you're just targeting maybe a few people and not everything you're saying right now is even going to matter to everyone, some people are like literally yeah. not even listening to you. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So they're they're zoned out. They don't give a crap what you're talking about. Who is this little girl up here? Like she thinks she knows everything. They already wrote you off before you walked on the stage. Yeah. You're not speaking to those people. You're speaking to the ones that actually need to hear it. And so if you target and you go up there with the confidence that like I have a message for one or two people, I don't have a message for everybody here because yeah. that's not possible yeah. to have a message for everybody. Yeah. People are gonna hear you say something and be like she's dumb or something like oh my god that was brilliant. Yeah. Right. Because it's subjective. Right. No matter what information you're given, it's still subjective in how somebody takes it and interprets. Absolutely. So I feel like that's what I've done. I had to eliminate, I was like, what is it about? I'm afraid of what people are going to feel and say to me. Mm. And when I removed that, I didn't, mm-hmm. I go up to the panels, I do this with you guys, I go on TV. I didn't care anymore what they yeah. felt about it because some of the people that really heard what I was saying and understood what I said was impacted so tremendously yeah. that I, that was your job was done that was it that's it all you was needed done yeah, your right. job when the done. person comes to you and says oh my god 
what you just said today just changed my life. Did it? Does anybody else matter at that moment? No. Right. Even if you messed up the like, oh my god, I just messed up everything. There, she comes up and says something to you that just changes and shifts everything. So if yeah. you went up there every single time with that thought process of like, I'm not here to 800 people. I may only be here for two to three people. Right. Even right. though 800 people are staring at you. When you yeah. dance, you're so confident. Why? Because you know you're not gonna disappoint what they're about to see. Mm. It's because you're so good at your craft. You're, mm. I'm, right? Yeah. People yeah. may still think like, what the hell is she up there doing? That's crazy. But you're not even thinking one thing. Right. You think you're the hottest shit up there. You could be doing some <laughs> shit that's just like, girl, what's she up there doing? She never seen crazy, that move before. Girl. Never and you like, never seen that move. You like, girl, I'm good. Fuck <laughs> <But> you. Right, <laughs> right. I don't know what she's talking about. I was a cheerleader and I was all kind of things. Right, right. I got me. it. Exactly. But it's the same good. vibe when you're speaking. Yeah. Yeah. you guys are doing this cool show, like, you guys aren't speaking to everybody. Yeah. Yes. No, that's real. Absolutely. I mean, we should be. Everyone. Yeah, listen be. up, okay? <laughs> but reality. But our core feds, we still love you. Yes. This is a so, dance yeah. move right now. This is dance. This is a dance move. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yes. Um, okay, I so you got. I have a last question for you. Uh-oh. This sounds like it's going to be drama. I, I can tell. Like, I knew it's it. Not, it's wow. not. It's not drama. It's just fix me, mom. It's not drama. It's just, you know, get you thinking a little bit. Uh You've heard this question before. It's not that deep. Um, I feel like I'm parched now. (laughs) Okay, so. Not thirsty, but very parched. Parched. Um, Okay, so 2020 Mm. is around the corner. Yes. What is something you're leaving behind in 2019? Mm. That's an exceptional question. I'm going to leave behind self-doubt, fear, um, I think any and everyone that is not moving forward and is not part of my purpose Mm. and my intentions. I love that. That gave me goosebumps. We'll check in with you in January and be like, you're good, right? Yeah. I love that. I pray about that all the time. I think that's super important, right? You got to have the right people around you supporting you. But fear and self-doubt is probably the two big killers of most things. Okay. All right. We are going to hold you accountable. Yep. We are. I love it. Camera so everyone knows. Right. Everyone's going to hold you accountable. (laughs) Don't slide exactly. my DMs though. I do not answer my DMs. I didn't. I hope I didn't give that. Oh, okay, yeah. look, my DMs be lit, yeah, but I don't. Act, I don't. I do not go back and forth. I don't trust the inter. I don't trust the DMs because yeah. okay. I feel like people got fake pages. Right. People screenshot. They do some weird shit. So that's not. You better meet me at the library. You better meet me at some like conference. <laughs> meet me at the next panel. Yeah. Uh, Get out. Yeah. Panel. You know what? I can't. I can't. Are, yes. Military. What are you doing? Because you're not They're going to pop up at your house. Like... They're going to be like, we saw this listing. <laughs> we were selling a house. We don't have the money, but we want to see what's up. Open house. You know AD. what? If Maybe that gets... Hey. AD. Yeah, <laughs> be we got some good open houses. We want some Hennessy there. Right. Exactly. <laughs> we're going to be yes. lit. At the some cocktails. <laughs> turn up. Turn up. Yes. At the yes. AD real, real estate. There we go. Oh, exactly. I'm on 10%. Million, Thank oh, you. I got you. <laughs> We selling million dollar homes, man. We not right. gonna be playing with no. Come life. on, I'm here for it. Yeah. All right. Watch me. Yes. All right. So the last thing that we like to do on Fed Work mm-hmm. is pull a quickie. You mm. Pull a quickie with us. <laughs> Your My facial brain went Yes. Will you pull a quickie with us? You know you want to come on. Let's do it. All right. Where are we doing it at? Right here. Right here. Open, open. Okay, got it. Okay. So. <laughs> 
questions rapid fire. Just respond with no. Fuck. No, I no hate thought. this. My filter is horrible. No, no ah. All right, Edie, go. No explanations. I mean, all right. My guilty pleasure is sneakers. L.A. or Brooklyn? Brooklyn. Sunrise or sunset? Ooh, I love sunset. I love myself. I believe in God. Netflix and chill or date night out? Date night out. Favorite position? Back. <laughs> Last book you read? I'm reading Unlearned. Craziest fan moment? Fan? Mm-hmm. Probably like in the, I mean, this is going to need an explanation. Uh, I'm in the Apple store and a girl comes to me like, I can't believe you did this, that money slaughter. And I'm like, okay, this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yes. my You're it's like, so I just awkward. need a phone. <laughs> and mind you, no one there even knows what the hell's going on. She's just literally yelling at me. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Stop it. I swear. Oh they my goodness. So oh my goodness. Oh my God, that's funny. Mm-hmm. All right. To fed work or not to fed work? Work, what? Yes. All day, every day. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm all up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, before we sign off, tell the people where they can find you. Your, you know, social media yeah, website. Yeah. Well, um, online IG is ad underscore digs. Um, also on IG, I have my clothing brand. D i g g t h e k i c k s. Yes. Um, with new apparel and stuff, we soon have some updates. Um, I really Twitter and Snap. I'm not yeah, really a big fan. Yeah. No, I, you're not gonna find me there. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, make sure you guys follow. But don't slide yeah. my DMs. <laughs> Unless it's for business, come hit me. There you go. Mm-hmm. Do you have your email linked on your Instagram? I do. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Bomb. All right. Thank well, you. thank you for joining so us. Yes, and thanks you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of FedWork. We hope that you enjoyed it. Please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on all platforms. For any inquiries or sponsorship requests, please visit wearefedwork.com.